time to get geeked up. Time to get geeked up to stand up comics telling you what's up in movies and TV. I know you could feel me. Music and gaming, you know what I'm saying. Comic books and tech, stuff you ain't up on yet. And if you are hooked, we're gonna go and take a closer look. And no show is the same. We always got a different game. Always got a different game. Hey, hey. Ooh, baby. Time to get geeked up. What's up? Welcome to episode six of the Geeked Up Podcast. I'm Devin Barnes. To my left with me is always my man Liam Whalen. Yo, yo, yo. What's happening? What's going on, everybody? Thanks for tuning in. Yeah. So we're going to, I guess we should just kick this one off right now. I guess uh, Liam has like a technical <laughs> tech problem. Tech there problem. we come to the Geeked Up Podcast, dealing troubleshooting tech problems. And I just wanted to make a quick announcement for uh, people searching for the show on the SoundCloud. You're liking us on Facebook. You're telling all your friends to check out this great podcast. You go to SoundCloud and you search Geeked Up. I don't know if I'm the only one that's having this weird problem on the uh, Geeked Up search engine where it auto-corrects the spelling from Geeked Up to Reeked Up. So if you just typed in Geeked Up and searched for it, it finds not to be found because there are no Reeked Up podcasts. Yeah, which okay. apparently geeked up is not a real word. Reeked up is, which is a mind blow to me in the first place. Yeah, and my computer, by the way, does not do this <laughs> because I don't look up disgusting porn. Yeah, they've got some like reeked up. <laughs> yeah, I've that, got like uh, a nerd filter on my computer to make sure that I'm not searching. But yeah, no. So yeah. make sure if you're searching for the geeked up, you might have to go type in geeked up, then go erase the R, retype in a G, and hit enter real quick before the thing can recorrect for you. Then boom, you find geeked up episodes one through five. You check out now episode six. But we're not the reeked up podcast. We're not. We're not the R E. Now, what exactly does reeked up mean? Does that mean like a, a smell bad podcast? Yeah. Like I was gonna say, having said that, guys. Um the Reeked Up podcast slot is still available, just so you know. Like, <laughs> yeah. so Coming just, soon. Yeah, the Reeked Up podcast. disgusting, pod- smelly person, uh-huh. you know. There's the option's still out there to start the Reeked Up podcast. Yeah, for sure. Just talk hop about on like, that domain yeah. and sell it like that guy did to us with the uh, <laughs> Super Geeked Up. Remember that asshole? I remember By the that way, asshole. I didn't forget about you, Super yeah, Geeked we're Up. still coming for you. <laughs> still coming for you guys. But I guess with that tech news, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that might uh, just bring us to the normal news. And, uh, <laughs> news, the news. I hope you. By don't the way, big shout out to Andre Davi again, uh, again, getting us good. Woo, baby, getting us geeked up. Andre Davi, he's on SoundCloud too, and it autocorrects. If you search Andre Davi, it's going <laughs> to autocorrect you to Reeked Up Podcast. <laughs> That's yeah. not what you want. You want Andre Davi at SoundCloud. That's true. You do. Reeked Up Podcast, man. They're making moves. Yeah, right. Number one search. Who do you got to pay to get everything autocorrected to Reeked Up Podcast around here? But uh, it's a good move. We might have to change our whole format here. Good move. If only they existed, they'd be killing it with the crossover <laughs> really? lessons, but uh, nobody's out there. So so you're welcome to whoever takes that idea. Um, but anyway, the real news. And uh, again, we have another um, another big RIP news in the geeked up world. Yeah, once again, the Reeked Up podcast starting off with RIP news. And it's uh, Let the bagpipes play for two reasons. Not just because it's a funeral, but because it's the Scotsman. It's the rowdy one. 
Poor guy. Yeah, yeah, the hot rod. Rowdy Rowdy Piper, one of my faves from my childhood. Again, it's going to be a lot of these wrestlers seem to be dying on the Kingdom. <laughs> I, say, like, I don't know uh, are dying. <laughs> An irregular number of wrestlers seem to be going <laughs> during our recording. But yes, now this one's really hitting close to home. This one is a big crossover star, too. As the hot rod Rowdy Piper, he's not only known for those goofy shirts you see the bros wearing in the great wrestling career, but he also made his way into... Uh, they live. Where like it's that movie to me like you might know him from his wrestling, but I know him from his cinematic career as in <laughs> They Live, where he wears the sunglasses that like can show people who are aliens. <laughs> but that movie also has like the all-time like greatest fight scene in the world. Like yeah, if the plot wasn't good enough, yeah, this fight scene, it's like well. the seven-minute fight scene because the one black dude won't wear the sunglasses, just like <laughs> yeah. refuses. We watched it earlier, and why wouldn't this guy just just put on the fucking sunglasses? Yeah, Try him on, buddy. It's and they're like it's just like the most like undramatic seven-minute fight either. Like it's yeah, just, like they take pauses. <laughs> like there's definitely like heavy breathing pauses. Like yeah. you all right, brother? Like there's two fake like help him up. Like all right, I'll help you up. Wow, sucker punch. That yeah. happens at least three times. <laughs> One of the best. Ones too is it uh, looks an awfully lot like the first six minutes of any Rowdy Rowdy Piper wrestling match, <laughs> yeah, to be exactly. honest. A lot of like, bad punches and uh, cheap shots to the groin. Yeah, the best part of that fight, though, is when he misses the dude with the... Uh, Roddy Piper misses the guy with the uh, two-by-four, but smashes his back windshield instead, and then feels bad. He's like, oh, man, I, shit, I didn't... Some, I apologize. I didn't mean yeah. to smash your window. I, I never saw the movie. I only... Smash your face in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't fuck with another man's vehicle. That's right. That's right. But his face... But yeah, then he's that. He I guess has also kind of made a, a little bit of a resurgence lately, and it's always sunny where he's That's been. Right. In a, where he played a wrestler. Stars. But to me, he'll always be known as the Hot Rod, one of the uh, hilarious wrestling characters. If you're not familiar, he played like a Scotsman was his, and this was a hilarious example of just like one of these like quasi racist wrestling stereotypes <laughs> that they would just do, and like they would just pick any like small point of a culture, and they'd be like, all right, this guy's a Scotsman, all right, put him in a kilt and make him bring a bagpipe to the stage, <laughs> and then that was like his whole gimmick, and he had like a quote unquote Scot. Scottish rage, so he was always just like, he was a total asshole and would just always like turn on everybody and just go crazy and like smash them, like smash them over the head with shit. And they would always be like, oh, there's the Scotsman with that Scottish rage of his. And he'd just be wearing a kilt for no reason. And uh, he was great. He had this thing called Piper's Pit where he would come down and interview people. And his interviews would always consist of him just berating and making fun of the other guys and then unbeknowingly smacking them with some object. And the best one is when Superfly Jimmy Snuka from the Fiji Islands came down. Of course. And he just, like, something that would now, he would be, there would be, like, protests against, oh, the, yeah. like, the anti-Malaysian fucking rant <laughs> that this guy went on as he's, like, shoving a pineapple in his face. He literally bashed him over the head with the coconut and then smashed <laughs> a fucking banana in his face face as he's yelling like you know go back to the islands kind of thing oh he was a good one so r.i.p the hot rod r.i.p r.i.p to him i don't even have r.i.p to the hot rod plus he coined that fucking great uh, term the whole uh, i'm out of bum here to kick ass and chew bubble gum and i'm all out of bubble out of, gum out of bubble gum yeah that was the roddy but from they, they live, live. Yeah. but yeah but it was one of his like thrown back like if i ever need that he was holding that one in his pocket for wrestling too <laughs> yeah it's a good thing that like he actually had a, a reason to use that good line and it didn't, yeah. go, it didn't fall on deaf ears of the wrestling community. That's right. He got it out. Yeah, he got that one out in the mainstream. So R.I.P. to the hot rod. R.I.P. Rowdy. <laughs> so, so I'm going to have to do my first uh, geeked up retraction here. Okay, all right. All because right. Uh, if you remember at the beginning of the game time last week, or just like you might have heard me say before, I definitely predicted Ant-Man to be like Marvel's first big flop. 
Yes. First terrible movie. We're coming off of last week. Uh, since we've seen you last, Ant-Man has debuted. Spent a week in the box office. And uh, you have uh, since paid your fifteen dollars to go see Ant-Man. Fucking twenty dollars. Or for twenty. A yeah, you told me it was a crazy ticket, expensive ticket. Twenty bucks. Sorry, already went in there with a bad attitude. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was meeting someone there. Sure, Had I not dude. been, I just would have left. I'm like twenty dollars. Are you kidding me for Ant-Man? Uh, and now is this like a three D sensory experience? Twenty bucks, or is this just a regular movie in a theater? I actually saw it in three D again. Okay. Okay, it's a 3D ticket. Too. All you right, that's both. a little bit more. Have you never seen 3D? All right, so you're paying an extra couple bucks, but you're seeing 3D, which yeah. is good. All right, so now uh, give me the run. Now, you'll say you do an attraction. I guess it was... Uh, it was great. And I guess I will say you also... Because part of your attraction was that it was going to be the first bomb. And yeah, it turned out flop. not to be a bomb yeah, because I mean, it's made over like 200 at this point. Yeah, $200 million dollars it's made so for far. For Ant-Man. For Ant-Man. For this man who is an ant, apparently. And then $200 million, and that's actually still like one of Marvel's lowest grossing movies. Like, but you oh. gotta figure they could have expected a much, much less from the yeah, end, man. Really. I mean, but the billions they made from the Avengers, I'm sure they could have uh, spared it. But yeah, it was really good, man. Like we all know, like Edgar Wright was really attached to that movie like ten years ago, and then like the whole drama happened. Like once it finally got kicked off, like right when the movie started production, like Edgar Wright left for creative differences. So it was yeah, like, really an entourage style. Uh, right as the movies, right as it's filming right. is about to begin, everything goes up in the air. So then they had uh, they had Peyton Reed and Adam McKay okay. come in and do uh, rewrites on it. And then Paul Rudd actually helped rewrite the script a little bit. Yeah, I heard he was actually involved in the writing process because he was a star. And like right off yeah, the bat, as somebody that's not very familiar with Ant-Man, just hearing Paul Rudd starring as the superhero, was he like a lovable, wise, cracking? Yeah, of course. He was Paul like, Rudd dumpy as Dumpy ex-boyfriend superhero exactly. character. Like, he was, but he was uh, he, he kicked ass this time, not just hung out with smoke pot with Seth Rogen. Now is Ant Man supposed to be like a physically intimidating? Uh, well, obviously not. I mean, he's an ant, but he still keeps like he gets stronger the smaller he shrinks. So I he's see. tiny. He'll punch you in the head. He'll knock you out. You never saw it coming. Uh, he's very you. sneaky, this Ant Man, and of course he can communicate with ants. So, uh, <laughs> so you got that going I mean, for you. Know, that's going on. <laughs> it, like. He loves going to picnics. He yeah, just rob everybody. He's hanging out on a lot of small hills. With <laughs> yeah, it was good. It was definitely comedy. You could still see like the Edgar Wright like um, elements to it, like the parts that did make like the final cut. Like there was definitely like Edgar Wright esque kind of scenes. You uh -huh. know what I mean? Like it was entertaining. It was exactly what it was. Like yeah, everybody. It's pretty much unanimously gotten good reviews yeah. to the unanimous shock of everybody involved that it's turned out uh, commercially and apparently like critically uh, pretty pretty turned out pretty well for him. Yeah, so, yeah, it was really good. Um, he's going to be, uh, you know, now in the Marvel Universe. You'll see him popping around some more. Um, there was a couple little, like, nods and twists that will, like, lead up to other things that's going to happen later down in Marvel movies. So i just like to say I'm sorry, Ant-Man, for talking so much shit. <laughs> Big retraction on my part. It was a great movie. I promise I'll never, like, slag one of these movies again. Like, yeah, I'll never turn his... I'll, yeah, like, what I'll am I doing? Out to, to a... What am I doing, dude? I'm a huge comic book movie fan, dude. Like, I love these movies. Yeah, they finally why... give one to Ant-Man, and yeah. you're turning your back on it. I don't know why I came in it so stinky. One of these Hollywood elitists going, yeah. what, this guy really deserves his own movie, Ant-Man? Yeah. So... This little comic book character who could. That's right. That's literally, apparently, the size of an ant in some scenes. This guy doesn't deserve his own major motion. That's right. So my apologies, guys. I promise I'll try to never do anything like that again. In other comic <laughs> book movie news, new Fantastic Four reboot's coming out this Thursday. And I gotta be honest with you, it looks fucking terrible. <laughs> and it's gonna bomb. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fuck you, Fantastic Four. I immediately, like, retract what I say about that. Yeah. You're gonna retract your, uh... Retract my retract. Thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Retract There's... my apology. No, nah, I think this so one now actually this is gonna be eat shit. Now, this will be kind of like the uh, last 
big comic book movie this summer, too. It is, man. It's August. Uh, it's August now, the, man. It started in May with Avengers, and it's going to end in uh, August with old, a, uh, with old Fantastic Four. Man. With Fantastic So now this is the uh, Fox Studios' big contribution That's right. to the like, commingled superhero world yeah. thing where we've already seen the Avengers debut. We've talked a lot about the uh, Justice League movies getting mm-hmm. debuted at Comic-Con and whatnot. So now this is their turn to like start. Now this is the first of these new series of Fantastic Fours. That's right. Where there was just a couple years ago Jessica Alba and like Ben Affleck were playing these guys or whatever. <laughs> wasn't gotta, quite Affleck, but yeah. It <laughs> wasn't quite. But now we got it. So now we got a whole new foursome, right? That's a whole new Fantastic Four. Now the same guys. Now who do we got? Give me the rundown. We got yeah, a... Yeah. Right. So covering it all. Starting Who's off playing Mr. Fantastic. Yeah, your favorite, Mr. Fantastic, is uh, being played by Miles Teller. Okay, he doesn't sound too fantastic. No, he's not. I've he's never like, heard of him. But first, like big stink with this movie is like they're just casting them like all the same age. Like there's supposed to be like a huge age difference between like some of them. Like, but they're all around the same age now. They're just like all like little teenage geniuses. <laughs> but yeah, Miles Teller's playing Mr. Fantastic, the leader of the group, the genius, the stretchy guy. Yes, and, of course. Um, you know, he was in Whiplash. I can honestly say I haven't seen it, but it's supposed to be really good. But like, just because you're a good drummer doesn't mean you're going to be a good stretchy armed superhero. That's though. what I I'm think saying. We all know that. If I've said that once, I've said it a million <laughs> times, Liam. You know that. All right, but, so then who do we got playing? Because uh, my favorite guy from the Fantastic Four, the, the Thing, of course. And I'm assuming they went with Lawrence Thierry from Reservoir Dogs. Well, I mean, you would think they would, right? He does, we would need no to little Because makeup. he's a faggot. <laughs> that guy, the guy who says that from Reservoir Dogs. How is that guy not playing The Thing? You're talking about old age, like an age discrepancy. So I'm assuming that they got the kid playing Mr. Fantastic, and they got <laughs> Elaine's dad from season one of Seinfeld. Why, you're wearing that coat with the striped no guy wearing that coat's going out with my daughter. That guy should be The Thing. I'm assuming. No, yeah, shockingly not. It went with a uh, skinny young British actor called Jamie Bell. Okay, again, a theme of uh, a theme here we got working with these yeah. fantastic. So far, 0 for 2 for having any idea who the actors are playing the fantastic. But really, films. anyone could play the thing. You and I could have played the thing. It's just like a monster, a rock <laughs> monster, dude. Like you don't. I'm actually assuming do he anything. said sometimes not a you're rock monster. In the monster, beginning, at the beginning of the movie, you're like, oh, look how like. Not rock monster, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then, Wouldn't like, it be weird if I turned into a rock monster? Yeah, that should literally take you like two days of shooting. Like, all right, let's rap for uh, Jamie Bell. We don't need you for the rest of this because we're just going to CGI you as a rock monster. But um, Invisible Woman is played by Kate Mara. Kate Mara, who everybody knows as the granddaughter of Giants owner Wellington Mara. Yeah, I mean. And the uh, story family of the National Football League. That's right. So she's throwing her hat in the acting circle. <laughs> yeah, so she got the role just because of the thing. Strictly no, because of those. Uh, she's been in a lot of stuff, actually. She's making up movies. Yeah, no, her and her sister, Rooney Mara, too, is an actress. For she sure. Did, and I've yeah. seen them both sing the national anthem at Giants games. And what a lovely job they do, <laughs> indeed. So I'm sure she'll make a fa- fantastic invisible woman. That's right. That's right. So That's now, and then who we got? The last one is another. Uh, they got they recast. You know, not only are they all young now, but in Human Torch, who has always been white in the comics, they cast a uh, black dude. But they cast a really good like I don't know. I love the guy, uh, Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan, not <laughs> Michael Jordan. <laughs> this isn't Space Jam. Uh, yeah. the Fantastic Four Space Jam. Michael B. Jordan is playing. Uh, Who everybody knows Johnny as Storm. Wallace from, uh, uh, from the season one of The Wire. Oh my God! Yeah, for sure. But, what is that couch, uh, man? Who my mom, when I started watching The Wire DVD and I told her how much I was into the first season, she literally asked me the question, did Wallace get shot yet? <laughs> and in my viewing, he had not been shot yet. So it was a little bit of a spoiler alert <laughs> in the phrase of a question of the reference of my show. Did, did Wallace, Wallace get shot, get shot yet? yet? No, Mom, not yet. But uh, uh, I'm going to enjoy I'll it. keep an eye out for it. Yeah. <laughs> Something but, uh, tells me uh, it's not looking good for old so Wallace. So now he's playing the first ever black 
uh, Human Torch. Yeah. Hot. This guy, he's on fire. <laughs> I felt I had to go with that one. But now is this the? Uh, so now they're kind of not sticking with the comic book. No, like they're doing it. Like they don't go to space to get their powers. They're like teleporting, like some other world, which is all fine and good. I think it's that happened, like the Ultimate Comics. But it's just like it looks really cheesy. Dude. Yeah, like it's just like looks like, like I know I saw an interview that Kate Morrow was like, oh, I'll read all the comic books. To get the role, and the director was like, "Don't bother. Like, we're not gonna do anything from the comic <laughs> yeah, books." She's like, "Anything Wait, to what? do with those?" So of course, like all the fanboys and shit are like up in arms about it. Like, no, no comics. They changed the character of Doctor Doom, who's like supposed to be like one of like the most badass like villains in the Marvel world. Yeah, his name is Doctor Doom. For Doctor right? He's a Doom. doctor. This guy went to fucking medical school out of the evil. I mean, geez. yeah. Instead of him being like this evil like super villain, he's like actually like this hacker who like goes by the name <laughs> oh, <God>. Doom. <laughs> Jesus. It's just like yeah, it's That's gonna, it's gonna be terrible. In other news, though, and sticking with comic book movies, um, Spider-Man. Uh, you know, we haven't got to really talk about Spider-Man yet, but you know, Spider-Man's now in like the Marvel world. They cut the deal with Sony, so Spider-Man is now gonna be able to exist within the Marvel movie universe, which is kind of fucking cool. Yeah. Now going back to Ant-Man from just a couple minutes ago, they're gonna be kind of uh, now in the same universe where. Ant-Man's going to be debuting in the Avengers, and now uh, Spider-Man's going to be debuting in the new Captain America yeah, movie. Yeah, Ant-Man's going to be in this one, too. So old Paul Rudd, oh, he'll be in the Captain America. will be hanging out. And... All right, nice, nice. Now they've cast the new Spider-Man that's going to be not in the Spider-Man movie, hasn't been cast yet, but he's going to be debuting in the Captain America movie. Yeah, like the first time cast that, like, a, yeah. uh, Young kid, man, Tom Holland. He's, like, really just, like, a new upcoming actor. He was in the movie, uh, he was played one of the kids in the movie The Impossible. It was about the... Uh, tsunami in Th- like Thailand in 2004 and it was about like this family that gets like split apart during the tsunami like you McGregor was they in needed to Mc- shoot a web out of their hands to save the guy who would have known he's a young kid they're like playing Spider-Man now he's, like a young 15 year old like Which high is kind school of in student line with the, sto- the Spider-Man story exactly the thing is though like is this is now the third Spider-Man reboot in like the last like 10 years <laughs> you know what I mean we've got like three different versions of Spider-Man movies like well, I don't think the Andrew Garfield one was really recognized by most people. I no, think I feel no, that one were. kind of went under the radar. We were just like another Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, and they're like, "No, yeah. no, this is with a different like, guy." Tobey looks good. By the time, yeah, by the time anybody realized it wasn't the fourth Tobey, we've all moved on to the first, whatever this guy's name is. Yeah, Tom Holland. Tom movie. Holland. Tom Holland movie. <laughs> so he's a, and it's kind of interesting too. Like you know, like they're not going to do an origin story because we all fuck. If you don't know, did you not catch it in the first five five <laughs> Spider-Man yeah. movies? We all know how Spider-Man got his spider Go Wikipedia if you and don't if you know. Don't, yeah, like, I'm sure you'll like. figure it out through context. But that is kind of an interesting take they're not making. Because a lot of times the, like, the first issue of these movies is like part movie, part biopic on yeah, what exactly. exactly makes the guy tick. Exactly. And we're not going to be wasting a lot of time on Peter Parker's childhood. It's just going to be straight. He's, a, he's still a kid. They did, ca- they did cast uh, Aunt May, though. Yeah, but she's gonna be. She'll make her premiere in the Spider-Man movie. And old Aunt May is played by none other than a uh, old Marissa Tomei. Marissa Tomei, Jerry. Spider-Man, let me ask you something. When you're out there swinging around, <laughs> like get the fuck. They got and, and this one Spider-Man's gonna get away in a '69 Dodge Skyhawk. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna yeah. be great though. It's gonna be great. She's still smoking. Still smoking yeah. after all these years. Aunt May's a fox. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh well, God. well done on the casting job. So they've got those are the two that they've got cast from the new Spider-Man movie that's going to be debuting right. uh, in a couple years, but we're going to get a glimpse of them. Glimpse of them in the Captain America. Have movie. you seen any like screen caps or like any pics of what he's going to look like? Not yet. Okay, it's all a buzz. It's all we're a buzz. all waiting to take a peek. 
But yeah, that's I think they a, should go back to the kind of more loose pajama style Spider-Man <laughs> costume, <laughs> like Not your basic uh, Halloween costume, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think or like the asshole in Times Square, cotton, a cotton, Times Square guy, a cotton Spider-Man suit would be uh, a nice look to go back to. Yeah, why didn't they just get one of the guys from Times Square? You're right. <laughs> just like, we're taking a totally twist, different twist on it. Our version of Spider-Man is a 45-year-old chubby Mexican dude, <laughs> yeah. some alcoholic that, that if you don't tip him, he'll quarters. punch you in the face and try and steal your purse. <laughs> Um, so that's it for uh, comic book movie news, which is, uh, you know, without, after Fantastic Four, that's going to be it for a while with comic book movie news. So, so I hope you enjoyed it. I hope yeah. you enjoyed the Fantastic Four take. But uh, that's going to bring us to a little bit of a uh, little uh, controversy news. A little hot news. Yeah. A little uh, scandals. Some scandals out there, starting with, I guess there was some backlash from, uh, People were listening to our episode five of the Geek Devil where we talked about how uh, we broke down Comic-Con. I guess some people weren't a fan of our Comic-Con breakdown yeah. and had Turns rather out. harsh things to say about the whole event. Uh, Turns out our man Jesse Eisenberg playing Our main the, uh, man, Jesse Eisenberg. Playing the uh, Andy Samberg interpretation of Lex Luthor in the new uh, <laughs> Superman-Batman movie fucking did not have a good time at Comic-Con. Apparently not. Yeah, he said it was like a bunch of people yelling at him. Yeah, I guess you feel like people screaming at you the whole time. <laughs> and then he compared it to, like, I guess it's like the only thing you can really comparable to, like, in uh, history would be, I guess, like, genocide. Yeah. Like, genocide. I think this, I think this uh, Eisenberg guy's a little anti-Semitic, if you yeah. know what I mean. Or maybe just doesn't know what the word genocide means. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you mean mildly annoying while you promote your $8 billion movie? Yeah, I didn't remember in uh, Comic-Con this year a bunch of kids in cosplay getting fucking, like, all <laughs> shoveled into one room. <laughs> Like, wait, what's going on behind that room? Uh, that's where uh, all the... <laughs> Turn on the showers in the D.C. tent. <laughs> that's where, uh, oh, we bathe all the cosplayers. Like, what? Damn, Eisenberg was yeah, right. that's the changing room. Get in there, yeah, cosplay yeah. kids. Yeah. Uh, Comic-Con's like genocide. But right. Eisenberg wasn't the only one kind of getting himself into some hot water and some uh, kind of that's true. controversial... Well, here's one that, like, we've been putting off as long as we can. But uh, it seems like something you can't even talk about now without somehow saying uh, something controversial. Like, uh, our yeah. man and uh, your favorite lady, old Bruce Caitlyn Jenner. <laughs> See, I might not have been allowed to say that. Devin's favorite guy and my favorite lady. Yeah. <laughs> but we might get in trouble for saying that. Just so, heads up. We'll be yeah, very you, careful in this you segment. You don't need to compare anything to genocide to get in trouble with old Caitlyn Jenner, or whatever the <laughs> fuck her name is. But, uh, yeah, so her show finally debuted on after the uh, summer longs media storm, the media blitz Jesus that was the Christ. Bruce Jenner Caitlyn <laughs> transformation into the E-Reality, which is the sequel of the Kardashians. Or one of the so 10, now, like, that kind of uh, ran its course, so he literally, in order to move a couple ads, changed sex live on TV. <laughs> now we've got I Am Kate. Caitlyn, come on. We don't know if she I think the show Kate. actually is called I Am Kate because she's cutesy, you know? She's a girl. It's, <laughs> you can call me Kate. Good on her. Nice move, Kate. <laughs> but so that debuted after the, because uh, it all kind of started, I think there was a big 2020 interview, mm. which was like wildly popular. I remember when that came out months <coughs> ago. I was literally walking down the Third uh, Avenue in Manhattan and there was a kid that like looked like he might as well just be like one of our friends talking on the cell phone. And as I passed him back, he was just like, I don't know, dude, probably just going to hang out, watch the uh, Bruce Jenner interview in 2020. And I like, <laughs> his plans for the night was to watch. So like, other it. people give, gave a shit about it, right? Then there was the whole, uh, she was on Vanity Affair and like the creepiest <laughs> yeah. photo shoot ever with the, yeah, really. oh, the glamour she, shots of the tranny, which was... You know what she looks like too now? She looks like uh, the fucking lady from American Horror Story, Jessica Lange. <laughs> she looks like shockingly like Jessica Lange. Which makes which me wonder, like, part for Jessica who did Lange. Jessica Lange used to be? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> 
<laughs> what Olympian was that? I think she was Carl Lewis, <laughs> yeah. ironically enough. But then there was that it, it's, all, it's all been bubbling, and then it all kind of, uh, I thought it came to a head with the SB, with the Arthur Ashe recipient Jesus award. Jesus Christ. Okay, now. And the all we hope she dies of AIDS too category. <laughs> 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 Did you watch it? I I, I, I uh, YouTube it. You made it a couple it. minutes and like Dude, your team was going to be very YouTube suspect it, now. And it was like 15 minutes long. Okay, that's what I, I was, was going to say, like, man. Not, like, here's what it what is. What is this dude. a geeked up podcast? I can't <laughs> listen to all this shit. It was very long. Like yes. not just like the speech, but there was also like a 25 minute like movie before it narrated by John Hamm <laughs> about like the bio of him, her. <laughs> I'm sorry, I would have never hired her. her back and in then, the like, 50s. And then like she came out, right? And like Here's the deal, like past recipients, and here you go. Like, let me just say, like, get a little bit real on the geeked up podcast here for a second. But like, I'm probably like one of the most open-minded, like very fucking liberal state of mind kind of guy. Do what you do, <laughs> all right. Here's my thing, dude. Everyone that's ever won this award before, like, has already come out there in like tears. You know what I mean? It's like a very moving, like, yeah. heartfelt. Like, Robin Roberts just overcame cancer. Yeah, it's right. The one dude was like in jail for like boxing. Like, he was a boxer, was in jail. Like, wouldn't admit that he killed somebody. Yes. Would have let him out, but he didn't because he didn't do it. And like, that was. Wrongly so convicted. They're playing the song. I'm coming home. It was like, holy shit, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah. The last time I cried was at Land Before Time, but this one's kind of uh, <laughs> fucking me up here. But then, then so, you know, everyone comes out, and here's the deal, man. Like, handle it like that. Come out there. But she came out there and started, like, literally making, like, treated it like it was like a roast. Like, did, yeah. like, did a soft three minutes, like, made hair and makeup <laughs> jokes. Like, ladies, I do almost was late with the hair and the nails. Yeah. And then you got yeah, I know what it's like to get called up, And it was like, yeah, dude. Like, and there was, like, kind of laughing. Another yeah. hilarious clip of that, too. is like everyone knew to be on their best behavior. Everyone's clapping, except they fucking panned a bread fire. <laughs> And no he, way. he puts his hands together once, not like a clap, like more of like a clasp, and just like rubs them together with like the most disapproving yeah. look of hate on his face. Definitely like one of somebody else, one of the other Farves in the audience like caught him, like made eye contact with him and was just like, wait, is Farve about to clap? And he'd be like, whoa, like Peyton's watching, I can't be clapping to this shit. <laughs> yeah, it was just like, all right, so that's how uh, old Brett Farve feels about Peyton. Well, that's hilarious. I didn't, I didn't make it far enough in the yeah. epic video to watch Did also thinks like it does get to the point where like you know he uh you know reaches out makes some points <laughs> yeah they does eventually takes it serious and moves and like pretends to cry and <laughs> for sure for sure and i think that like of course you know like rights for transgender people and all that like all of the issues surrounding it we're not trying to make light of mm -hmm. or like have any issue i totally support all of that i feel like there's kind of like a platform and a place for that though and like receiving some type of award that's based on like heroism and kind of overcoming this great thing like everybody else kind of just based on like a own personal choice that you brought upon yourself and you're just like hey i wanted to make my life better so i got a sex change now everybody give me this like award of heroism for people that have like are fighting death's door and like using bravery to do it and like watching the Jimmy Valvano speech and getting all pumped up like yeah, exactly. this guy literally like hey, I've been uncomfortable in my skin over my million dollar career I'm gonna get a sex change now and make everybody and it's yeah. visibly uncomfortable I've got no problem <laughs> admitting that I don't think it's yeah, anybody no. I think like your biggest tranny in the world could watch this well, fucking freak show too, and be like it's Ooh. not like Bruce Jenner was it's not like he's one of those like oh remember him he was like this Olympian look he's a chick now 
Like that would have been easier as well. It's the fact that we all watched it happen slowly, like on live TV throughout yes. the last like ten years, and it was like, wait a second, like we've like heard rumors and like yeah, watched him go to the doctor on the first Kardashians and all this know. kind of shit. It's but another great like, thing about it too is it's he's just like, such a media he's contrived very, uh, story. It's hard to like for me to really land any like emotional kind of thing to. If it was like the award was given to like a transgender like high school girl basketball player that played on the boys team or did some like really kind of showed gotcha. what it was like something like that like a you know amateur like a person that's actually like an actual transgender person that's actually dealing with any of the trials and tribulation maybe I'd lend my heart to it yeah. but from the fucking ass from the Kardashians that show, very specific situation ever happens <laughs> Then yeah, then I think I thought it was like like if the kid from Ladies like the kid from Ladybugs <laughs> <laughs> won the SB, I'd be like, all right, sick. I'm gonna fucking. That's kind of fucking hilarious. You say that, dude, because like one of the big things in the speech was like a lot of transgender teens kill themselves because you know they don't know how to deal with it. The fucking kid that played the tr- that fucking lady soccer no player Ladybugs fucking killed himself in real life. Yeesh. So that talk about a method actor Stop there. in the laughs. Talk yeah. about a uh, method actor. <laughs> Another solid uh, an RIP uh, to him as well. <laughs> yeah, joining Rowdy Piper and uh, Christopher Lee on the wall of on the wall of remorse <laughs> over here. But yeah, so so that's kind of a uh, so that's a tough one though. But yeah, so I mean it's been a uh, so now the show is debuting and I'm sure it's going to be a huge hit for the E Network. Mm-hmm. But I think that this one's going to kind of run its course. I think that like a lot of the appeal from the show was the fact that it was going to de- be debuting and whatnot and the whole like. All of the pomp and circumstances around it. I don't think anybody actually wants to watch an eight-part like docu series about this dummy. I just think that they it'll all run, just like it'll run three seasons. I guarantee <laughs> you the show will run. Oh, dude, it's on the E Network. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess to film the show, all you need to do is like have him go to Burger King, and like that's basically like one of the episodes of the show. Everywhere, like yeah. it's not you don't gotta you don't gotta create a lot of uh, plot lines for these exactly. Kardashian shows. But all right, so that's good. And that just yeah, and that's just part one of the story too, and that kind of brings us back, kind of like you're not allowed to really talk about this, like make too many jokes about it. Because the good uh, thing we're not famous is kind yeah. of the uh, moral of this story. But um, like Eminem was on uh, the Sway Show from back home, uh, back to where it all started for M, the Sway yeah. and Tech Morning Show, that's right, kicking that's right. freestyles. Well, now the Sway Show is also on the Shade Forty Five channel. Like you kind of like full worked. circle. Yeah, look at that. Station. Now he's cutting them checks. But it's, he was on the show promoting the, uh, you know, he's doing, he did the album for the Southpaw movie coming out with Jake Gyllenhaal. He, like, produced it. I think he has, like, a couple songs in it. Yeah, and the breaking news here is Eminem is still alive and doing shit. <laughs> yes, All right, still congratulations. Still making albums. Another blast like, from the past. Not before, not before he gets himself deep into controversy. <laughs> and also not without making a bad inspirational movie about it. Yeah, you know, this guy ever fucking cut an album anymore? So it's got to be a soundtrack to some Jesus. touching. But he um, did the, uh, the old, what is Eminem? Do best, but do a little freestyling when he's on shows. Sway was probably like, "Yo, Em, can you like kick us a beat?" But he did it again. Early nineties Sway and Tech show, and he went hard this time. He swung hard. Uh, I don't know. Should I read the quote? Should I read the freestyle? I'll read it for you. I see the bitch in you, Caitlin. I keep the pistol tucked like Bruce Jenner's dick. Oh, got him. No disrespect, though. Not at all. No pun intended. That took a lot of balls. Oh. And that was it. That, that was, was it. the yeah. two. If you listen to the other seven to seven minutes and fifty seconds, some pretty graphic shit about like having a threesome with Janet Reno and coming <laughs> in Hillary's throat. All this kind of classic vintage Eminem. Yeah. Vintage Eminem. Exactly. Two lines about Caitlyn Jenner up, worlds up in arms. And you're, he even Stop says it Eminem in the guy. freestyle. No disrespect, though. Yeah. 
<laughs> and I think he was. I think there was a pun intended with the uh, takes a lot of balls, but he's saying that it took courage. It's a yeah. common vernacular. Yeah, it took a lot of balls. Said. Yeah, you can call it up. No pun intended. And this is also kind of like the second time somebody got in a hot water. Because remember, Jamie Foxx was like doing some public appearance, and he made like a Bruce Jenner like, hey, Bruce yeah. Jenner, like, I don't want to break your balls, yeah, but I still said, can. I kind of remember joke. what it was. And he got in trouble for the same thing, where it's like you can't even play around and say the most playful, nice kind yeah. of things. Yeah, it's, that'd be like going to a fat guy, like, hey, Slim. You know, like you yeah. want to do, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, are, you, are you fucking I didn't finish off the example? But you get the point, you know? It's, yeah, it really is. Like you can't, like you can't mention. It's like that whole thing now that like, we can't say anything. Like yes. Seinf- Jerry Seinfeld had a quote a couple months ago about how like he won't perform at colleges now because it's so PC you can't say anything. And yes. This is Seinfeld we're talking here. This is the controversial uh, Andrew Dice Seinfeld. Yeah. What's the, the fucking deal with these goddamn peanuts, you <laughs> stupid cunt? I asked for honey roasted. <laughs> That's right. Now he, he doesn't feel comfortable saying that anymore. <laughs> yeah, he can't do the old uh, ask for honey roasted, you stupid cunt bit yeah, and in it's, colleges. Uh, it, may, it's, it feels like it's a good point because like he didn't, like, yeah, like Liam said, it's just banter. Like, it's just like nothing was like, really mean-spirited said in it. Yes. It's not like Eminem's old songs where there's like, it's much more worse than that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And Eminem is also kind of one of these guys where, like, he's all like he's only known for being like a controversial. Like, he is like the dice clay yeah, kind exactly, of thing exactly. that I just joked about Seinfeld being. So, like, bad, Eminem's so that, whole like, gimmick is he says like controversial shit about Elton John and fags and like all this kind of stuff. Where just like that's his whole gimmick is saying exactly. It was wild so bad shit. that he that's... had to uh, perform. Like, they literally made him perform one of his songs with Elton John. He had to perform Stan yeah. with Elton John <laughs> because it wasn't Stan, was it? No, yeah, it was, was Dan. Please don't come out. <laughs> <laughs> it was fucking like they made him because like, whoa, dude, like, and like that was kind of understandable because it was like really bad. But he and was, if you listen to those old Eminem albums, he says fag a lot. It's yeah, pretty crazy lot. in this post uh, Glee world of ours. It's really would not be okay anymore. But even this is not okay. You know, yeah, for example, know. it just so. seemed like banter. Like it was nothing too bad. Was it said, just seemed but... like a contrived controversy for him to sell Southpaw tickets and for people yeah, to watch exactly. this new movie? I'm sure Caitlyn Jenner and uh, Eminem and Kardashian and Kanye are all going out to dinner after this, have a couple laughs at the stupid American public for talking <laughs> about it. But something we can we can <laughs> all agree on though. Yeah. <laughs> something we can all like definitely agree on. Like someone that definitely said something bad. We can all agree that just recently. Fucking the Hulkster, Hulk Hogan, <laughs> has just said some of the worst, incredible, horrible, terrible, racist shit. Yeah, sometimes no, like, the stuff you say really is bad. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> sometimes you're just making hilarious freestyles about a tranny. Sometimes you're a scumbag of a person. Yeah. <laughs> and unfortunately, the Hulkster... Just like I don't even know where to start with this one, really. Like it's just it comes from well, so I think many. This is kind of my department. Yeah. Maybe right. let me give you a little bit of a rundown from how this is all played down in my world of the Hulkster. <laughs> all right, it all started a couple of years ago. But first of all, in this world of ours, like talking about just this new age world of just like the heightened eye on all celebrities. <laughs> like it just wasn't good enough anymore to be just like a washed up, like old, hilarious <laughs> okay. celebrity, okay, the Hulkster. Yeah. Like this guy could have been Hulk Hogan forever. But no, like he had to have his reality show about his kids and Hogan. Mm-hmm knows best and Ozzy did one so now I'm going to have the personality and it was one of the most like embarrassing reality shows ever so he took major hit from that the other thing that that horrible show brought us was his horrible daughter who's been nothing but trouble for the whole <laughs> since all this got going alright so now like she's That's got Brooke, right? so now Brooke he's got to like promote her a horrible pop career which is going nowhere whatever god knows what so like he's now back in the limelight and trying to like be in that world of relevancy right he gets end up <laughs> like <lined up> hilariously <laughs> 
speaking of with radio personality Bubba the Love Sponge's oh, wife. Oh, dude, I used to live in Tampa. I used to listen to so Bubba the Love Sponge. So you know, you know that this is Bubba, like Bubba's friends. wife, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, sex yeah. step lady is Bubba. Yeah, and exactly. He was like, Hogan was a Florida guy. Yeah, Bubba was huge he, in Florida. He, lived in Tampa. he was always Bubba on the show. Tampa, yeah, exactly. They're friends. So then he meets, but like now in like this, he's like got a second life. He's got like a second career he's trying to put out with the reality show. All stuff. He does one of those. A sex tape somehow gets released, all right? And he's getting head from Bubba's wife. And he's fucking talking about how he's like fat and bloated and just ate a gyro. And it's just like, he's really embarrassed by the sex tape that came out because it put like his sexual prowess in a very bad light. And it's going to be bad for like the second coming of the Hulkster's Got career, right? So that's the controversy then. Hulkster had a sex tape released. <laughs> well, no, this was a very long, this was several years ago, okay. right? But now, since then, Hulkster needed to put the old C and D on this sex tape and stop it from being out there because it put, shows him as a fat old creepy guy, and that's not good for moving tickets with the youth, his pop star daughter, and whatnot. All right, he's got not everybody knows him as the old joke Hulkster. He's got a new face to put on, and this sex tape's gonna hurt him. So he sues Gawker for a hundred million dollars okay. over the rights of the sex tape being put out, and they released it or whatnot. In the midst of this lawsuit, hundred million dollar lawsuit against Gawker, he also gets lined up in an extortion suit against the lawyer from California who he paid $150,000 to like keep the tape private, right? So the FBI gets involved. Now the FBI is involved <laughs> in a $100 million lawsuit that Hogan formed against Gawker, right? So now all of the contents of this sex tape, like the 30-second sex tape that got that all of this is about, the whole video now got released <laughs> and all of the contents of this video got transcribed in court papers. Okay. And it includes the racist rant that nobody knew or cared about now all becomes to light because of the sex tape that Hogan's suing for, trying to save his fucking reality pop star daughter career, second life career, just because it being the fucking holster wasn't good enough for this asshole. That's right. That's right. And uh, this is the part where I'm kind of familiar with it because I've heard this insane racist rant. And it's like one of those brutal ones where like you can't really like... Some people have slipped here and there, like Jonah Hill said, faggot, but like to a paparazzi <laughs> person, he can kind of like backpedal it. It was like, look, yeah. I was just very frustrated. I didn't mean that word like that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And, like, it happens here and there. But the old Hulkster makes sure at one point in the video that you know he's using it in the most racist <laughs> yeah. way. Like, he There's wants a lot of explaining out. his own context like, where like, he's just like, because, you know, I'm saying this because I'm a racist. Yeah. That's literally a quote from this yeah. rant. He even describes like the type of like, and you know in the show that I love to like read some of the quotes sometimes from the things and this one's so dicey that like, I don't even feel comfortable like reading any kind of quote from it that I just want to I'll subtext it that like he does break down like the three different types of the <laughs> n-word and like which one he preferred his yes. whore of a daughter to be banging he's literally describing about how he wouldn't mind his daughter to be banging yeah, and like, some n-words the but third then this category one... of said terrible n-word is the one that he assumes that we all know and hate. He's like, ah, oh, we all know the Hulkster. We all know this one. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like this was the more Kamala sure thing know, from wrestling like, there's terms. There's no doubt that he means it exactly yeah. the way he means it. There's Coco Beware, Bad News Brown, and Kamala. <laughs> <laughs> if we want to stick with wrestling terms for this, there's the good ones, the bad ones, and then the Kamalas. Let's be serious. But 
Oh yeah, no, and there was definitely, this is one of those where, like, he explains a lot of the, like, his explanations that he's used in the aftermath have been great, too, about how it was like, well, you know, this is coming out, this is leaked from a long time ago, this is several yeah. years ago. It was, like, eight years ago, and <laughs> yeah, he's, like, 65 now, so just, like, in his late 50s, I was immature back then, my late 50s, and it was eight years ago, it was, like, it was 2007, buddy, yeah, so like, it was a wild time. <laughs> yeah, 2000, so you remember 2000. Seven. It was uh, crazy back then. You know, Lost was on. It was yeah. a different day. But then I remember, too, like, the whole time he's getting, like, he's saying this shit. Keep in mind, too, he's getting his dick sucked by uh, <laughs> yes, which is the by his buddy's wife. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Bubba the Love's wife out is just giving him head. scandalous part of it. <laughs> yeah. And he's just spouting off. He's getting head spouting <laughs> off to the world's problems like he's Al Swear Engine <laughs> with fucking Trixie just going down. And he's... <laughs> I don't know what that woo cocksucker wants from me. <laughs> yeah, Hogan is... So it's been a tough week for the wrestling community. With yeah. It was great. Days before Rowdy died, he was actually like on the internet vehemently defending the Hulkster. So. <laughs> yeah. Hilarious oh irony. But talking about the Hulkster and this insane slew of controversial news, it's going to bring us to... Uh, I think it's going to bring us to our closer look. Closer look, closer look, closer look. Break out the telescope, then the microscope. All of your other scopes, it's exactly what you hold. We're gonna look real close. Take a closer look, closer look, closer look. All right, so it is closer look time, everybody. But before we jump into uh, this episode's closer look, um, we got an email about last week's Closer Look. Last year's Closer Look, which was, of course, Machine Gone Wrong movies. Best Machine Gone Wrong movies, where we declared that The Ring was the best Machine Gone Wrong <laughs> No, Scream. Scream. Scream was yeah. the best <laughs> Machine Gone Wrong movie. <laughs> we never realized how much and tech... The science fi- uh, science right. fiction classic Scream. Yeah, phones and voicemails, but, uh... Seth, our boy, uh, big fan of the show. Big shout out to Seth Filia for emailing in. But he actually challenged us. Instead of adding two, he challenged one of ours. And he won. Uh, but he didn't think The Ring was a big sci fi classic? It turns out that one made it by. <laughs> that one made it by. But it turns out the, our Matrix call out. Whoa, right. whoa. Which seems like the pretty obvious. But he says, uh, I had to challenge the robot segment where you called out The Matrix. Neo wasn't fighting kung fu machines. The agents were the software to the computer mainframe that was the Matrix, not machines. The Sentinels were the machines. Sorry, had a nerd correct that. <laughs> all right, Seth. All right, well, I'm a little confused <laughs> by the convoluted nature of all the words. I'm going to have to go with them strictly because I can't deny them, but... Uh, I guess, yeah. I got a feeling I was right, but... Yeah, yeah I, I feel like know. we were right. Like, let me ask you, Seth. You might be right. They might be fighting the mainframe computer thing, but... Can the computer be unplugged and we win? Yeah. Didn't you say software? I mean, yeah, software like would indicate machine to me. to me. I mean. So we'll take your uh, challenge into consideration. But thanks for emailing in, though, Seth. And uh, if you have any thoughts about Seth's email and you want to correct, <laughs> if you want to challenge Seth's challenge of us, email us in at thegeekeduppodcast at gmail.com, I think it is. But, That's exactly yeah. what it is. Nice. The the Geeked Up Podcast. Yeah, don't forget the where show that uh, strictly enforces correct grammatical English. So. That's right. Not the Reeked Up Podcast. <laughs> yeah. The Geeked Up. Yeah, and again, if you're uh, searching <laughs> for geeks, make sure you erase that R and put in that G. But that'll bring us to this episode's closer look. And then 
I don't know, in lieu, I don't want to say in honor of Hogan's Meltdown. <laughs> yeah. like, I guess inspired by, yeah, maybe, Hogan's Meltdown. We're taking a closer look at uh, best celebrity mis- meltdowns. Best like, celebrity meltdowns, Like, yes. caught on tape, we mean, like, how do we explain this? Not like a, uh, not like celebrities getting DUIs, I guess. Like, not like Nick Nolte's hilarious yes. DUI photo. Exactly, exactly. Not like that. We and mean, he, like, celebrities who, like, didn't know they were being recorded. During their insane meltdowns. Or like even, like, they, didn't know they were being recorded, but didn't give a fuck. Still had an insane meltdown. <laughs> yes, exactly. But it's something that people, I guess, didn't expect. When they said it, they weren't expecting it to, like, cause a big, uh, big yeah. stir. But it indeed caused a huge stir and was uh, labeled a celebrity meltdown. <laughs> a couple of a- them jump off the bat. Some of them we've kind of just recently in past episodes talked about. One of my faves, just because I can very much relate to it, the old Hasselhoff on the floor eating a cheeseburger. <laughs> we brought it up in our yeah. uh, Hasselhoff and our True Fury yeah. video. But it's a good one. It's true. Yeah, we did. And when we told you guys to watch the True Survivor video. True Survivor. We didn't told you not to watch the cheeseburger one. But this time, watch the cheeseburger <laughs> one. Because, like... <laughs> It's definitely yeah, the second l- thought. Bad call. Just yeah. watch the cheeseburger yeah. one. Watch them both. <laughs> but yeah, it's just the poor guy's is drunk and just can't eat this Whopper to save his <laughs> yeah. life, dude. He's like, he just wants to eat a cheeseburger. Yeah, there's nothing and mean it's about this said one. Than done, but yeah, there's nothing mean about this one because he's except just for he kind of looks like Caitlyn Jenner laying there <laughs> with his Ben <laughs> boobs hanging out and just like it's very unflattering shirtless Hasselhoff. Yeah. with his like daughter. There's a lot of family betrayal in this. <laughs> yeah, the theme right. of family betrayal <laughs> in this. Which uh, is kind of like, but this one was more of like the gentle nature of Hasselhoff's daughters trying to like yeah. film him to show him tomorrow what an embarrassment he was yesterday. But one of her hilarious friends found <laughs> yeah. the video and just sold it for us. Exactly. exactly. Posted it on YouTube because that's yeah. what you do these days. So a big geeked up thank you, scumbag friend. <laughs> and um, yeah, so that's like, like I said, like one of the lighter ones, I guess. Like there's so The other many. one kind of like that that just jumps off the bat to me, just being a huge sports fan and as a kid growing up with the rumbling, bumbling, back, 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 like goofy Chris Berman. Yeah, with, <laughs> his, yeah, with his wagging catchphrases. To see him really just spaz out and lose it on some poor ESPN staffer and just like realize what a psychopathic maniac <laughs> yeah. this fucking guy truly is. Yeah, yeah, Like yeah, behind yeah. all of the clever catchphrases, there's an evil that lurks in Chris yeah, Berman. No. <laughs> the best point he makes in that video too is when he's yelling at him. He's like, we're only on screen for 15 fucking minutes. <laughs> yeah. We'll be out of here in 15 fucking minutes, dude. Like, there's only one halftime. Like, what is <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, why are there people walking around in here? Like, I don't know, man. Maybe it's because it's fucking Monday Night Football film set. Like, yeah, seriously. Jesus Christ, dude. But just like... But he still sounds like so friendly saying the whole thing too. Like, he's never like enraged. Like, another like really, really good one. Like, in relation to that, like, um... Someone walking around in the background with Chick Berman off was the uh, Christian Bale one. Okay, now this one might be the great. This is like <laughs> up there with the greatest rants of all time. It is one of the was better the ones. the true anger that Christian Bale <laughs> yes. was going through. <laughs> the scene, the mental place that he must have been in when this poor film guy took him out of that place in that yeah. scene. While he was making a Terminator movie. <laughs> which is the best part, too, because you're watching it, too. Yeah, Devin pointed that out after me. When you're watching the video, he's going off and on about how this guy made him break character. Yeah. You think it's hard getting in the mind frame? You think it's hard getting captured by the scene? Yeah. And then I was like, to Devin, I was like, what is this, during The Machinist? Or whatever like his yeah. great acting work was. And he's like, no, this is T5. When he fucking was playing a cyborg or whatever. Come on, man. You're playing John Connor. Eddie Furlong did it. He was like 12, dude. 
Oh, oh my god. god. But yeah, but just like the brutality. He's yelling at this guy, dude, and then like you like I think one of your favorite parts is when he's he asked the guy, he's like, well, what were you doing? Yeah. Guy, I was working on the lights. He just like mercilessly taunts him. How you were working on the lights? Were you? He just you fucking, fucking idiot. My favorite part about that one turns out to be just how long it lasts. Because <laughs> yeah. like three minutes later, he's like, No, 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 no. <laughs> and all of the people there are like trying to calm him down, and you hear the one sided like, No, 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 no. I'm not gonna calm down. No, I don't need five seconds to walk. All right, let's I'm not gonna scene. take a breather. Yeah. This guy shouldn't be walking around. And he even hey, you're a nice guy, <laughs> but fuck you. Yeah, and he just like turns so Australian. He's like, what are you walking around for? <laughs> like his just accent is oh, he's just so pissed, <laughs> yeah. so genuinely angry. So, <laughs> I guess we're going to so intense that we'll do another one. Like, like in the Christian Bale, it kind of mocks the, uh, oh, where are you doing it? The William Shatner video where he's, like, filming a commercial. Oh, or yeah, like so a, he's doing, uh, like, a radio. Yeah, uh, and I can't tell if it's, like, or like maybe, like, a sci-fi, like, documentary or something. But like, he's definitely doing an opening. Yeah, he's, like, doing, like, a radio voiceover promo. And he's just, like, this is me, William Shatner. Listen to this thing. Yeah. On that. And the guy, like, in the background is, like, hey, William, would you mind uh, maybe doing... <laughs> A little bit more like upbeat, and Shatner just starts like maniacally laughing to himself for a, a good couple of minutes. He's like, Oh, yeah, he wants, and yeah. just the passive aggressive <laughs> exactly. nature, he just passive aggressively just teases this guy the whole time, and he like makes him do it the way he wants. How would you like me to do it? No, 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 you <laughs> yeah, do it. You tell me, yeah. The guy tells me, like, All right, well, just do it a little more excited, <laughs> and then he laughs at him for a couple seconds and then does it. Okay, <laughs> Hi, this is William Shatner. Was that better? Tell me what you wanted, then just like mimics the guy doing it, and is like, Oh, it's so funny. A classic radio one was uh, kind of similar to Chris Berman too where just so out of character but it's Casey Kasem <laughs> who has a meltdown like in his classic Casey Kasem voice while doing the countdown you're right dude. this, and some, is, this some is a fucking, gold one yeah this is like a, this is one of the classic ones this is like one of because it's Casey Kasem it can't be any time within the last yeah. fucking 20 years where this went down well even but, like yeah in the beginning of the thing starts off so normal too like some guy dedicating his song to his yeah. dead dog <laughs> this one goes out to Snuffy out there <laughs> yeah. And then he just like slowly, he didn't like the number, and he kept on calling it a number. Is that the song that the next song was? He's like, why are we gotta go into a fucking upbeat number after a goddamn 10 dogs dying? Yeah. But no, he never breaks his. The complaint was that he had to come out of an upbeat number. <laughs> like a really like, poppy song came yeah. on. He's like, alright, this next one is for. He's like, what the fuck? Yeah. We gotta play a sad song. You got me talking about dead dogs. And he drops a couple of F bombs, which you don't expect from <laughs> Casey Kasem. But he does it in the Casey Kasem voice, which the I voice of Shaggy knows yeah. that, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He's like, motherfucker. <laughs> I guess another one of my all favorite, and a lot of these I'm going to credit Opie and Anthony show for bringing me the audio <laughs> to thank God in my life. But the uh, another one of these just like hilarious cross personalities was the Pat O'Brien sex tapes, <laughs> yeah, where he's just making sex fueled calls. Which is like, oh, I just want to get coke and just fuck you. Uh, and there's just like a lot of like grunts and groans. It's just he's just like yeah. that one's kind of like the Hogan one too. Where like there's no backpedaling out of that one because again he like, <laughs> yeah. describes it in detail. I'm gonna blow a line. I'm gonna <laughs> exactly. fuck you. I'm gonna Put you on your back. I'm gonna yes. take my pants off. You're like, gonna take gonna your tell pants my off. wife that I'm working late and we're gonna meet <laughs> yes. at the Beverly Hotel and I'm gonna meet Julio and buy two hundred dollars worth of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> and poor Julio's like, whoa, fucking Julio. Yeah. And the whole hilarious thing too is that it's Pat O'Brien. Like, yeah, and I'm gonna. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like exactly, this. exactly. Already, guy, you probably suspected anyway of being a real creep, but it was like the confirmation <laughs> of it. <laughs> like, yep, just what I expected. This guy yep. blows mad coke and bangs hookers. 
That's kind of like an O'Reilly had one of those, but I don't even want to give like O'Reilly being a douche the time of day. But yes, it turns out that he was caught on film being yeah, an asshole. Surprise, too. surprise. Yeah, surprise. O'Reilly was. O'Reilly's an asshole. That's the only time you get O'Reilly. <laughs> but um, you were telling me about one that I just learned about too. I, although another one I should have suspected, I guess Dog the Bounty Hunter has some kind of like yeah. fantastic racist breakdown. Dog is basically the Hogan story, just with somebody that's a little bit less like yeah. commercially successful and but a lot more and a lot like, more expected from. It was literally Hogan went down because he's making a racist comment because his her his daughter was banging a black chick. He's making a racist comment because his son was marrying a black chick. <laughs> drops the N word a couple times. <laughs> boom, and he cancels the show. But it was another like so, like. Uh, son daughter kind yeah, of thing yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that cost him about racism, but uh, yeah, that was definitely, and it was from an equally less surprising character than Hulk. We're just <laughs> like, oh, the fucking bounty hunting redneck who was uh, <laughs> didn't want his daughter bedding with a black lady, but and then so also like, much like Hogan, you get the ridiculous like apology where they like he still looked just like Dog the bounty hunter, and he's out there with like his sleeveless tee and ridiculous mustache. Well, look, I'm deeply saddened by what happened. That's yeah. a negative portrayal on who I am as a person. And it's like, shut up, Dog the bounty hunter. That's a pretty accurate. Portrayal. <laughs> yeah, I think it's pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> That's your daughter-in-law, dude. Um, and yeah, I guess more family stuff too. Uh, Another one that's way up there, another, like, up there with Christian is uh, Alec Baldwin <laughs> leaving the voicemail oh, to his God, daughter I because she missed that, the yes. long-distance phone call yeah. at 10.30 on a Wednesday night. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. We listened back to that one, too, and, I, like, my initial remembering was like, yeah, it's hilarious when he calls his daughter a pig, and he's just, like, spouting off. On. But the best part of it, listening back, is when he randomly, like, in the minute of a fit of rage, is like, I don't care if you're an 11-year-old yeah. girl. He doesn't he's like, know. He's like, I, yeah, what are you, 12, 11? Like, wait, not only do you not know you're a daughter, his age, but you should know it's way too young to be leaving her <laughs> yeah. voicemail like this. But it's You're way- so annoying. I figured it was like like his like Paris Hilton esque yeah, daughter, exactly. like twenty year old daughter showed her yeah. twat to the media or whatever, and he's calling him up like, "Hey, I've been paying millions of dollars for you to go to Tahiti for years, and this is bullshit." <laughs> yeah, he's so mad that he took the time for being Alec Baldwin to call <laughs> his daughter, and she snubbed him. He's like, "He says you don't snub me. Yeah. I snub- I'm fucking Alec Baldwin. You're a little pig." <laughs> yeah, and it's like the tone in his voice is so angry that he just got fucking owned by his 12-year-old daughter. Or maybe 11-year-old daughter. Yeah, it's, still like, yeah, it's still like his either second or third grade daughter. We're not <laughs> yeah. quite sure. That she snubbed him. Like, it turned up, like is every missed call from Alec Baldwin like this? Like, <laughs> yeah, for this real. is the only one that's released? Like, but if you're a celebrity <laughs> and you ever get a missed call from Alec Baldwin, like, are they all just like, hey, guess who it fucking <laughs> is, you inconsiderate <laughs> yeah. piece of shit? But I'd say I think the king of all celebrity meltdowns. Yeah, the take all, like, the, I mean, I think the guy, like, really just brought, like, what a fantastic thing it could be to light. Is, uh, fucking Mad Max himself. <laughs> Mad Max Mel. Mad Mel. And Mel's one that crosses over because he's got all sorts of these, like, crazy meltdowns that we're not talking about, like DUIs and, like, yeah. bad, crazy things he said to police while getting arrested and horrible mugshots. He's got all of that covered, too. But, no, he's got a more private meltdown that turned public oh, as well. It's the best. And, again, there's another one that, like, Liam and I re-listened to before. And, uh, oh, my God. You know, there was, like, I thought I remember, it was the eight minutes of it, just, like, berating his ex-girlfriend. And then I was like, I thought I remember there being more, like, racist and, like, anti-Semitic stuff. But those are just... There's more. Those are the voicemails he leaves later <laughs> yeah. on. This is just their actual conversation. Breakout, like, we only listen to, like, one, like, spectrum of it, but we've all heard it before, and they're just the best because not only is it just him talking shit, but there's, like, 
that Spectral, he turns into an animal. He's just like, ah! Yeah. <sighs> the deep breathing is definitely the most psychotic part of this one. And then he can't hear her sometimes. She's like, you need medication. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, don't repeat yourself. Yeah, no, he's just doing the classic, like, in a fit of rage fight where you're just, like, seething mad and need to buy more time to come up with an answer. So you're like, what did you just say? Huh? As you're, like, coming up with racking your brain for anything to spout off next. That happened every time she said anything. anything. And she had him so by the balls where, like, I hated this girl just to be in this fight for Mel because she was just so calm, cool, and collected, she knew exactly not she was playing doing, yeah. into any of it, just, like, knowing she was recording and all. Just like, man, well, if that's how you want to be, I guess there's nothing else I can do. And he's like, what? You don't want to fight? Huh? Just deep breathing and panting. Yeah. And that's probably true, too, because, like, that's probably why he's so thrown off. Like, it probably wasn't her usual M.O. not to fight back. Yeah, the you first time I mean? she's she recorded it, she shuts back. up. Yeah. And like, she's like, no, I'm going to record it and not. Sorry, Mel. I went to sleep. You said we were gonna have time in jacuzzi. The fucking jacuzzi. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good from start to finish. Like, and it gave birth to the to the greatest quote. It might as well be on the back of the U.S. one dollar bill. On the, in the fit of rage, Mel Gibson just like well like li- like listing his grievances with this dumb bitch. He goes, "What? Go to the pool? You should be smiling and blowing me." And he screams, blowing me. He just yells at this chick that she should be the only thing. They shouldn't be hanging out at the jacuzzi. She should be smiling and then screams, blowing me. You are mean to me. What? (laughs) You are mean to me, Mel. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) You can't. Why are you going to make a restraining order again? (laughs) Another great one. (laughs) What man, what kind of man hits a lady holding a baby? Oh, somebody's angry now. (laughs) Oh, you're playing. I hit you while you're holding a baby card, huh? <laughs> but then she does, like, kind of give it to him at the end. She's like, you will regret this. Yeah. Like, what? I regret nothing. Yeah, she pulls some Santeria mind magic where yeah. he's just like, your judger will be judging you one day. <laughs> Fucking, yeah, no, it was, it was a good one. It was a good one. It's so good. But just his fucking rage, it's just like... Oh my god! It's you insane. Could, just that you feel bad for anybody. Like for the bars that too, angry. where he yells and that was just out. one. That was like the <laughs> least angry. That was like his, their like <laughs> calm conversation. You find out there's like another 15 minutes of voicemails where yeah. he's just losing it by himself. <laughs> yeah, that's when it starts getting really racist and anti-Semitic yeah. too. Yeah, that's phone call the other day. Like, there's some parts that are just like, I get scared. He's like, I'm coming over. <laughs> like, yeah. Jesus Christ, dude. Like, is there like, an emergency? Like, do you have a panic room in that house? Oh, he goes <laughs> like, she's just like, you know what? Like, I think you need to see some psychos and some help. And he's just like, I think you need a bat to the head. Like, right. Yeah. That was like the first time he didn't need like a minute to think. He was just <laughs> fucking waiting to drop the, you need a bat to the headline. <laughs> that was like a Costanza. Like he remembered that one from the last fight. He's like, "Oh, I know. She's gonna use the old. I need some medication. I'm gonna give her the bat in the headline." Oh my god, it was just fucking great. Yeah. So fucking hats off to you, Mel. Yeah, <laughs> Seriously. Oh, it's no a way. shame that you've ruined your career within so many other avenues that this is gonna go uh, forgotten about and the great spectrum of horrible shit you've done. But this was a good one. Definitely <laughs> the top. Yeah. And the sequels are great too. So yeah, for sure. But if uh, there's a celebrity meltdown that uh, we might have missed, I'm sure we missed a couple. These things are none uh, top Mel, but there's some we might have missed. Nothing's gonna be as funny as smile and blow me. <laughs> but good night, America. Oh, you're doing the lights. <laughs> that comes close. That comes close. <laughs> that comes close. <laughs>
<laughs> I don't know, Casey Kasem's saying, you got me talking about a fucking dead dog. But and again, in case, you got me talking about a fucking dead dog. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, uh, but if you can come up with a uh, better, or not a better, if you can come up with a uh, celebrity meltdown we might have missed, email us in, of course, at thegeekeduppodcast at gmail.com. Thegeekeduppodcast at gmail.com. But always, I think that might mean... Game time. Game time.